a Usagi Ujimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. We are a spoiler podcast. Story's almost 25 years old, but there may be those out there that still haven't read it and uh, are definitely interested in doing so, so I wanted to let you guys know up front. Story in question is entitled The Tower. It first appeared in issue 7 of the first volume of Usagi Ujimbo, dated March 1988, published by Fanagraphics. Now, the two main characters in the story are Mayamato Usagi, who is our protagonist uh, almost always, and Spot the Tokagi. And as the story opens, we see Spot here uh, sleeping, sleeping up against a, a wall, maybe a, a brick wall or a side of a building here outside, and he wakes and yawns and goes through all his normal stretching and everything, cleans himself a little bit, realizes how very content he is in his world until his stomach rumbles, and then he realizes, well, everything is not okay. So going off in search of food, he stumbles first across a noodle vendor out in the street, and as he approaches and in his own Tokagi Katish-like way asks for food, the vendor kicks at him and runs him off, calling him a filthy beggar. Next, the Tokagi, uh, wandering around, runs across somebody who is finishing their meal and throws away the scraps, which amounts to the unedible, inedible, excuse me, bones and head of a fish. Lands there on the street, and Spot sniffs at it, but decides, no, that's not really something he can do. And so he kind of sighs dejectedly and, and just kind of shuffles along. He then notices several people entering uh, this one particular building, and it draws his interest. He goes to investigate. Looking around, he sees everyone else is eating and probably can smell that they have uh, edible food there. And goes up to a particular table, scouts it out, checks it out, and sees that there is some sashimi laying there on the table. He quickly snatches a piece, and as he's trying to make his way out with his uh, meal, the butcher catches him and starts chasing after him, exclaiming at him with a meat cleaver, going to stop this thief from ever stealing from his restaurant again. The chase continues outside, at which point Spot is looking around, trying to figure out where he can get away. He sees the fire tower and quickly climbs the fire tower, leaving the butcher behind, who travels up the tower, but then back down, realizing, well, he can't do anything, and he just starts swearing and gesturing at the Tokagi, who is, you know, I don't know, 30 feet up in the air above him, on the platform on top of the fire tower. About this time, Usagi uh, wanders into the village and, and sees all the villagers in the square gathered, and the the butcher exclaiming at the Tokagi up at the top of the fire tower. So he asks what's going on and is quickly filled in by the woodcutter and uh, with his wife standing next to him, which I'll mention several times and again after the discussion of the story. Finds out what's going on and goes up to the butcher to try to talk him down a little bit. Now, not down off the tower, but just down emotionally. Try to calm him down a little bit. Well, the butcher will have none of it. Comes at Usagi with the meat cleaver. Usagi quickly hand-to-hand deals with him, punches him in the gut, basically. Climbs up the fire tower to join the Tokagi, uh, in, in theory, to help him. Well, as he does, the butcher follows Usagi up, about a third to halfway up the tower, and then comes down with the butcher cleaver, the meat cleaver, breaking each of the rungs of the ladder 
to where the anybody up above cannot climb all the way down to the ground. Well, Usagi makes it up to the top of the fire tower, the platform there, and, and meets Spot, who I, I keep saying Spot. At this point, the Tokagi doesn't have a name. Usagi names him at the end of the story, but I'm calling him Spot for easier reference. So he's trying to talk to him and everything, and, and Spot will have none of it. Spot uh, Spot is acting very much like a cat, uh, very cat-like in his uh, Tokagi activities and, and mannerisms. So, Just as a point of reference. We then go back down to the ground where the villagers are starting to disperse a little bit as the wind is picking up, the cold is coming in. Uh, so we gather that this is in or near winter. Uh, there is perhaps a storm front moving in, the temperature is dropping, all of which are want to happen. But the butcher will not be uh, uh, put off by this. He, he's after Tokagi, and now he's after Usagi. So back up on the tower, Usagi is talking to Spot, decides that he's going to share some of his food with him, and gets in his pack and unrolls a rice ball and gives it to Spot. Well, as he and Spot are eating, it starts to snow. And the snow kind of gathers up on Usagi a little bit because he's just sitting there, but also on the platform. And so to make it and keep it kind of neat, Usagi gathers up the snow everywhere and scoops it off the platform, perhaps intentionally, perhaps not. By the look on his face, I would say intentionally. The snow falls and hits the butcher, which just further flame uh, uh, fires his flame, adds, adds flame to his fire, I should say. There we go. So now, uh, as they're sitting there, the wind is starting to pick up again as this front is blowing in, and the tower can be seen to sway from the ground below. Now, they can probably feel it up uh, on top of the, the platform, but they may not exactly, but it certainly is noticeable to those on the ground. Again, the butcher is all for this because he knows that if the winds get violent enough, that it'll blow Spot and Usagi off the tower, which is fitting in the butcher's eyes for what they have done to him. Was well, Usagi and um, Spot are up there trying to, to stay warm, Usagi realizes that he does have some warm tea with him that he can share, and he gets out his bamboo filler, but the wind and the situation and the cold causes him to juggle and drop it, spilling out the tea, which plummets down and drenches the butcher, but also the filler falls and hits the butcher on the head. That being the last straw, the butcher has had all he's going to take from these these people, these things, all the wrongness in the world that has been done to him. He demands the axe from the woodcutter, goes up to the fire tower and starts chopping it down. So as this is occurring, Usagi is quickly trying to grab up the Tokagi spot to to protect him as he knows that eventually the tower is going to come down and they with it. Sure enough, it does happen, but because of the butcher's lack of knowledge and how to chop down uh, tall things and the wind, the two together combine to force the tower as it falls to fall down directly on top of the butcher's restaurant. Usagi with Tokagi spot in arm falls with it, crashes through the roof, bounces off a table, falls flat on the floor unconscious 
Usagi does. Now, Spot uh, is not quite as stunned because Usagi bore the brunt of the fall, so he recovers a little bit more quickly, does Spot, and the the butcher just stomps in, ready to rip to shreds everything that is responsible for everything that has ever happened to him, including now the damage to his restaurant. As he approaches Usagi, Spot decides that he indeed has had enough as well and jumps to attack the butcher. As Usagi wakes and comes to his senses, he realizes what's happened and is astonished to find that the butcher is on the ground, being completely manhandled and controlled by this Tokagi. Um, in MMA parlance, Tokagi has top position and is just trashing the butcher with some ground and pound. That's exactly what's going on here. So, in order to save the butcher and uh, hopefully just leave the situation, Usagi calls Spot off, which he does do, and he, he comes to join Usagi. Usagi then kind of mumbles to himself, well, you know, I, I guess I now have a companion, and wanders out of, not wandered, but walks out of the restaurant to, to continue on his journeys through wherever we see him. As the butcher stumbles out and falls to the ground in front of his restaurant, mumbling that his, his head is hurt, his shop is hurt, all these things, Usagi and Spot are leaving, and the woodcutter is dutifully standing beside the butcher, gently asking if he can have his axe back, please. And so thus ends the story. A uh, couple things that I did notice and wanted to point out. The woodcutters uh, make another appearance. They are starting to appear more often. Both the husband, who carries the wood, and his wife. And actually, in this particular story, they were pretty integral to the story, as they were the original proprietors of the axe that the butcher uses to cut the fire tower down. Also, about six or seven pages in here, five uh, pages... Five and six are a two-page spread, and in one of the pages, down at the bottom at ground level, because we kind of see this uh, from waist high or so, we see the crowd as Usagi approaches, having just wandered into the village. Down on the ground here, over to the side, is a little box turtle with a mask on tied behind his little head. Now... That, I can only assume, is an homage to the Ninja Turtles. We don't really know which one he was going for here, because, of course, our comic is in black and white, but there he is, a devotee, at the very least, of the Ninja Turtles making an appearance in this story. I personally enjoyed this. Uh, it was a lighter story, particularly after the recent uh, origin multi-part of Usagi the run-in with the Kappa, the Silk Fair, all very, not very, but all more intense, more uh, adult-oriented stories, shall we say, because they're dealing with more adult concepts. Whereas this is a little bit lighter with the Tokagi being chased and the things falling on the butcher's head and the Tokagi attacking the butcher. Much lighter, more, uh, more appealing to the, the child, both in us and with us in reading that story. Next time, we have lined up A Mother's Love, uh, which first appeared in issue 8 of the first volume of Usagi Ojimbo, cover dated May 1988, published by Fantagraphics. 
didn't really have any feedback uh, this time to go over. want to thank Mr. Derek Coward for all his help with the Reader Feed website and the loading of the episodes and such. Um, concerning feedback, if anybody out there does have some that they would like to pass my way or, or just anything that they have to add or to say, you can send an email to me at usagipodcast at gmail.com. Usagipodcast is one word. The website that the shows are on is thereaderfeed, one word, dot com. Um, do want to thank Steve, the uh, proprietor of the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page on Facebook, for allowing me to post notice of when the episodes go up on that page. So there is the notice on Facebook there on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page. The Ronin Rabbit does have a page on Google+. Plus. If you're there, I can uh, friend you, and you can then see when episodes go up, because I also post that they're available there. For those of you that download from iTunes, please take a minute and leave some feedback for the Ronin Rabbit on the Reader Feed page. I know it's Reader Feed, but if you just are so kind as in your review to state that you are uh, speaking on the Ronin Rabbit, I'll be able to tell that it is for me in this show. We'll happily pass it on and, and take any criticisms that anyone has to uh, to heart and see if I can make those changes to make this a more enjoyable podcast for everybody that decides that they do want to listen to it. I do thank those of you that have listened to it for the past 18 or 19 episodes as such, and I, I appreciate that very much get another episode here out in another couple weeks probably but that's pretty much it for this episode see you guys next time the Ronin Rabbit podcast is a teal production and as such is licensed under creative commons attribution non-commercial non-derivatives 3.0 unported license